it's one of those things where like for me, I just always try to meet a kid where they were. Except yeah. for where they where they are, right? And and that's how you begin the the re- response to that particular case or like right. that particular situation or experience. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, I had one student that literally had challenges upon challenges upon challenges where, you know, he wasn't sure if he was going to graduate, mm-hmm. right? So once a kid has in their mind that they may not graduate, what's the answers for the the hope or the solution or the opportunity that's next for that kid, right? Like, oh, Welcome to the Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. I'm your host, Ed Doxon. Today, I got a very special guest here in the building. Um, this is my right-hand man, my man, Fran Weez, Blue Weez. Uh, anybody know me, y'all know Fran. So most of y'all that's listening, y'all probably know who I'm talking about. But, um, you know, we could come on here today, me and him doing the interview. It probably could go three, four hours. But we're going to talk about something specifically today that I think is important. And um, something that relates to some things that's going on in D.C. today as far as, like, violence and stuff amongst a specific population, which is the youth in D.C. And I think it's important to get Fran's perspective on this topic because he serves the youth in D.C. So uh, welcome, my guy, Fran Weez, to the show. Yo, what's good, Slim? <laughs> what's up with y'all, man? Um, it's Francis here. Definitely um, just want to say thank you for bro, you know, just for allowing me the opportunity uh, just to come on, speak, uh, share my knowledge, share my experiences growing up here in D.C., you know, like, me and Ed, man, we, we go a long, long way back. So, you know, it was only a matter of time. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Nah, facts, bro, man. So, you know, man, like, I got to say in the beginning of the intro, man, just jump right into it, bro. Like, tell people about your experience, and um, we'll get into Delaware State, but post-college and entering, like, the education field, working in some of the, I would say, most average communities in D.C., um, you know, to have a reputation for where it's more challenging than other schools. So mm-hmm. just kind of get into that work, man, and, like working with those kids, college advising, mentoring, connecting with the parents, and everything else that come with that. Got you. So I, w- I would say for me, my experience was so unique because I began the work of, you know, just I would say mentoring, mentorship, um, support, providing resources, um, building relationships with young people, like really taking the time to listen to what they have to offer because we can learn so much from the youth, right? Like they, they are literally the next step. So I made sure it, I made sure then and I made sure now, like it was important to pour into them. Uh, they need that that was necessary. So for me, I started my work, um, I would say as early as, as far as like mentor style relationships, as early as like high school for real, for real. Like I had different pieces that were, building seeds in me, right? That were like really, really doing their best to make sure that I grow and prosper and I, I do the do the very best I can mm-hmm. coming from a first generation college student home. Right. And that's what we don't talk about a lot. It's like, what does that look like for a student that's labeled that? Yeah. You know, and, and for me I went through the rough patches immediately in real time. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So like really going to Dale State was uh, option I didn't know I had early on in high school and then when I had a chance to get there um, essentially it just basically allowed me the chance to learn, grow, make mistakes fail, um, get better, grow up, become more responsible, all those different qualities and I started working with youth right. um, during my four years at Dell State You know, so I began in the Dover, Delaware community where 
you and I both, we were a part of the Boys and Girls Club there, right? And, and their communities and what they looked like were no different from what DC's was like coming up. Um, I grew up mainly a lot in Northeast. I say a lot because I did move around uh, mm-hmm. during the early part of my life uh, when it was just me and my mom for real. And then, boom, transition from that to dad and going through those two experiences were like way different for me growing up. But it gave me all the foundation that I had today. So shout out to my parents. But um, overall, though, it's a lack of guidance in a lot of the young people in, in their communities and their spaces. Right. So for me, um, when I started to work there at uh, the Boys and Girls Club, literally it was it was about picking them kids up every day, picking them up from school, you know, taking them taking them back to the site, helping them do complete their work. Yeah. Um, providing activities that will help them grow socially. You know, and we talk about the social emotional aspect later on in this conversation, but that's another big factor that's really, really key when it comes to like analyzing the, the approach you have to take when working with young people, you know, and like really, really all the things I'm speaking on is what I did during my time at the Boys and Girls Club. And then from there, I was a part of a mentor, pro, two mentorship programs with Dale State. One was through the Aussie Network. They had a, a opportunity where they wanted to provide uh, academic support services to students for their first couple years of college, right? And it was mm-hmm. a pilot program that me and Ed served on as, like, mentors, and you would be re- required to host monthly workshops geared towards college navigation and how do you explore the resources and tools that are there to help you and, and all right. those great things, right? So we had check-ins. We had... Um, Opportunities where Aussie themselves would come visit the students on campus, and we created like a a niche within what we already had at, at school at the time, which was like um, we, meaning Ed, myself, Ad, Ty, mm-hmm. Shantae, we were all a part of the first ever DMV club on Dale State's right. campus. So that allowed another foundation and a network <laughs> and a sense of community for all those young people. So we were a part of the exec board. Um, my first two years, I served as the recording secretary, recording secretary, as well as the vice president. Um, and then from there, that, that put me in a position where I was able to um, support more students and make sure I connect with students that came from uh, the community of D.C. And, you know, from wars one through eight, everybody could use it, um, you know, and, that, and that's just important to like one of my life's missions is making sure that I give back and I continue to pour in the young people. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, everything you just said, definitely, um, you know, echo and relate to it. And, you know, we talk about it a lot and a lot of people that we around and our peers that's involved in that work. Uh, one thing you kind of pointed out from your experience and then as well as knowing with the kids and first-generation college students and lack of guidance and mental shit resources, we know that, like, you can have the best kid, the smartest kid, but the home environment or the community environment may end up hindering them from really you know, going as far as they supposed to. So in your work, how have you kind of navigated or learned? And so like, you know, okay, how can I, instead of just serving a kid and trying to get him to college, how can I help his mom? How can I help his household? That's providing them with employment opportunities. If that's meeting with them and making sure they really thoroughly understand the college application process so they can make sure they got a child. Like how your role, and, I, and I'm asking this too, because I know you've had situations where if a kid was in trouble and, you had to connect with their family and try to do what you do. So mm-hmm. how do you go about that, though? Like, you know, really trying to be like, all right, I'm really trying to help you, but I know I got to help this whole situation if I really want to help them. Yeah, I think that's a great question, Ed. Like, that's such a great question. I had to really immediately think about what I was going to even possibly 
say yeah, that, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. um, each because it's not it's not easy. Either. It's not an easy solution. Very much so. That's I think that's the biggest thing, right? And then also too, each student is a case by case basis, right? Right. Of how you would approach this, and how would you support this, and how would you help that. Um, but I, I found something simple to, to really work for me, which is like just genuinely being yourself unapologetically, being open, being attentive, listening, all these key qualities that, you know, some people you, you have to really work towards owning and, and being disciplined and consistent in that. And when you're in those spaces, right, it's one of those things where like, for me, I just always try to meet a kid where they were, except yeah. for where they where they are, right? And and that's how you begin the the re- response to that particular case or like right. that particular situation or experience. Yeah. Um. You know. So for me, I had one student that literally had challenges upon challenges upon challenges where, you know. He wasn't sure if he was going to graduate, mm-hmm. right? So once a kid has in their mind that they may not graduate, what's the answers for the the hope or the solution or the opportunity that's next for that kid, right? Like mm-hmm. what is what are, what are they really really facing? Right. What is what is options. on their mind, and what would you do if you were in their shoes? Yeah. Because that's the reality of, of most inner city urban youth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was one of them them teachable moments for me because that's when I learned at that point like how much I really really cared and honored what that yeah. guy's future was going to look like right. and how he could Just really let take him crash out. Yeah, you know, because it could have been easily. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it's too late to, to say I told you so. All right. But yeah, man, we we might got to focus on what's next or what what may not be. And you mm-hmm. understand what that reality may look like. So for me, I was like, why would I do that when I can help support this young and help aid this young and help uplift him, put him in a position where he can save himself. Right. And then I'm cool. I'm great with that. Job done. We moved on. You've completed your one of your biggest life life's goals. And for you, it's like that that's what it's about, right? But then now the real work begins because it just doesn't stop at getting your high school diploma. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like now yeah, I have yeah. to think of ways to ha- not only help support him to graduation, but then help try to start his life mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. You know. So these are real experiences that I go through. Um, that for me, it's it's nothing. It's really nothing to help and support. And provide a, a safe space for somebody to be vulnerable, but also be hungry enough to want to do better and change their life. Because mm-hmm. that's what it has to, to be to us. Right, right. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's, you got all the, 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 the directions that could be placed in front of you, right? That could be already created and all. But what the book may say could be way different from what you could be experiencing in reality when you approach this, this student mm-hmm. um, or this young person. No facts. <laughs> you know, so you, you got to keep all of these things in mind and just try to make it your own. You take bits and pieces from things and, and you learn. You watch others that are great at it, ones that you'd be like, yeah, I would love to model my relationships and experiences like that. You right. know? So for me, it was always about two 
major things. One was networking. And then, you know, we always talk about network, network, network. But it's like, all right, what do you do after you network? Oh, yeah, you should. Yeah. I recommend and suggest you uh, build relationships as well. Right. You know, so that's what we try to encourage when we, we think about the DMV clubs. Uh, me joining the fraternity. Um, me going into this space where, like, I'm working with these young people every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and then really just doing our best to, to, to uplift who we can. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's real talk, bro. Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.